Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The Pittsburgh Penguins defense, as we saw in their 7 to nothing loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday night, is far from a complete unit. They're currently sitting at 28th in the National Hockey League in expected goals against per 60 minutes. I don't know if you know this. You probably do, because we have intelligent listeners here at Inside the Penguins on YouTube, but there's only 32 teams in the National Hockey League, so 28th is about as bad as it has been in the last decade plus for the Pittsburgh Penguins when it comes to the defensive side of the puck. They're also 22nd in the NHL in high danger shots against. Obviously, anybody with a brain and two eyeballs has seen the Pittsburgh Penguins time after time give up two-on-one opportunity, two-on-one opportunity, two-on-one opportunity. Fortunately for them, they've gotten good goaltending, but the defense just needs to be better. And it looks like Saturday might have been a tipping point for the Pittsburgh Penguins organization, might have been a tipping point for the Pittsburgh Penguins coaching staff because on Sunday, the Pittsburgh Penguins return to Pittsburgh with a shuffled unit on back end. Top four moved around, bottom pairing moved around a little bit. Let's get into some of those changes right now. Marcus Patterson, who has probably without a doubt been the best defensive defenseman on the Pittsburgh Penguins this season, was moved up from his normal spot on the second pairing to play alongside Chris Letang in practice yesterday. The two have played together at times throughout this season, but they've never started a game together. We might be able to see that later tonight as the Penguins take on the Minnesota Wild. So Pedersen moved up with Chris Letang. Ryan Graves, heavy topic of conversation with this blue line, bumped down to the second pairing with Eric Carlson. I'm not sure how well that's going to work. Ryan Graves has been obviously much maligned this season when it comes to the Penguins fan base, when it comes to Penguins media, even when it comes to the organization. Kyle Dubas obviously wants more out of his biggest free agent signing of the season, but he just hasn't been able to get things going. He struggles in his defensive zone, and on Sun or Saturday, excuse me, while, yes, I said on my recap that it's hard to take anything away from this game. In the first period, my biggest takeaway was that Ryan Graves was outplayed in every aspect of the game. He was outmuscled. He looked like he had a grenade on his stick every time he got the puck. It was not a good showing for Ryan Graves. Hence, probably the reason that he's getting a demotion, technically, in the lineup. They might not say that it's a demotion. They might say, we're just trying to figure out what works. We trust all of our pairings equally. The typical stuff you hear from Mike Sullivan. But it's a demotion nonetheless. He's moving down to play with Eric Carlson. The big issue there is Marcus Pedersen, who's played with Carlson the majority of this season, has been extremely good at covering for those defensive lapses that Carlson has from time to time. We talked last week about Eric Carlson and how the defense isn't quite what you know anybody hopes it would be. Everybody knows that Eric Carlson's not a great defender in his own zone, and that's why he'd been playing with Marcus Pedersen, because Pedersen can make up for those lapses. Meanwhile, Graves hasn't been good in general. So putting Graves alongside Carlson... That's an experiment that will certainly take years off of many Penguins fans' lives. We'll see what happens with that. What I want to focus mostly on is the third pairing in this episode. Kyle Dubas said one week ago today when he addressed the media 
that they're looking for players to step up and take the spots available in the bottom of the lineup. Take their opportunity and turn it into an everyday job at the NHL level. They're waiting, they're pleading with somebody in their organization to just grab that opportunity by the throat and take advantage of it. I think John Ludwig, one of the few that have done just that. He's playing on the third pairing, obviously, because he's, while technically, I don't believe a rookie, uh, there's a couple Penguins that are in their first year in the NHL, getting their first NHL action this year, but technically can't be rookies. He might be eligible. I think Ryan Shea is one of those players that can't technically be considered a rookie, but first year Penguin, first taste of NHL action this year. He's played primarily on the third pairing. Now, not just with the Penguins. The third pairing on defense is usually a thankless job. You get very little ice time to make any impact on the game. You're usually starting your shifts in the defensive zone, which is no different here. You never play with the top forward lines, in particularly with this team, because Carlson and Latang are always matched up with one of Crosby or Malkin's lines 90% of the time. So you're not playing with the best that your team has to offer on the offensive side of the puck. And yet, it feels like Ludwig has played very well in that role while still adjusting to the speed and the intensity of the NHL game. He hadn't played a single game at the NHL level before the season. Now, neither had Ryan Shea, but as we look at those two side by side, I think everybody can agree that Ludwig seems to fit more with the NHL level. His underlying numbers are decent. 52.5% of the shot attempts, which is good for third on the Pittsburgh Penguins. 50.8% of the shots at 5-on-5, five five, which is sixth. He is still above both Chad Ruedel and Ryan Shea, two players that he's trying to beat out to stay in the lineup. 47.09 expected goals for percentage, which is seventh, not great. 50% of the scoring chances, which is fourth. The thing that those numbers outline to me, especially when you Pair it what, what it looks like with the eye test. He does need to get better in the offensive zone. He does need to create something on that side of the ice. But, fortunately for him, the Pens aren't overly reliant on him becoming that type of player because of who they have in the rest of their lineup. So, the top four gives and takes away from what John Ludwig should and shouldn't do, as most rosters have. But he still needs to provide a little bit more when it comes to that area, in my opinion. Do I like his overall game? Yes, I think he brings something that nobody else on this lineup entirely, defense, forward, goaltending, coaching staff, whatever, he brings something that nobody else does, and that is his overabundance of physicality, his desire to be physical and play the game physical. You see Marcus Pedersen, you see Chris Letang from time to time, you see even Chad Ruedel from time to time like to get physical a little bit. Ryan Graves from time to time will do it. You know, Sidney Crosby can be a physical player. Drew O'Connor could be in that same aspect. Nolachari, once he gets back, could be in that same aspect. But none of these players rely on it like John Ludwig relies on that to be part of his game. So I'm intrigued to see what the new look defense looks like tonight whether that be Pedersen with Latang, which we've seen in, in, in the past with the Penguins, Graves Carlson and what that roller coaster is going to look like. But also, John Ludwig practiced alongside the returning 
Chad Ruedel yesterday in practice as the third pairing. Fourth pairing was P.O. Joseph and Ryan Shea. That's interesting to me. Because coming into the season, I think everybody would have imagined, especially because John Ludwig joined the team just prior to the start of the season, that it seems as if John Ludwig has jumped Joseph and maybe even Ruedel when it comes to the organizational depth chart. Now, they're not going to come out and flat say that, but you can notice that the fact that with all these changes, with these players coming back, John Ludwig is the one guy that has stayed and maintained in that third pairing. So Kyle Dubas said last week, he's looking for somebody to step up, take that opportunity, and run with it. John Ludwig, one of the few players I think that you're seeing now, the, the proof is in the pudding that he's getting these opportunities time after time, that he's one of the few players that are taking that taking advantage of their opportunity. Now, Ludwig and Ruedel haven't played together in game action for a minute. They haven't been on the ice together. They haven't been activated together. They haven't been dressed for a same game yet this year. So we'll see how that works out. However, John Ludwig had three solid games with P.O. Joseph on that pairing. And that's including the game that we watched on Saturday night, which went horribly, from all accounts, for everybody on the Pittsburgh Penguins. That that line didn't end up getting affected too much based on what they've done over their last three. When you look at what Joseph and Ludwig have been able to do together so far in those three games played, because that was the only three games they've played together, 71% of the shot attempts, 72% of the shots, they gave up one goal in those three games, had 77% of the expected goals, and 71% of the scoring chances. Those are astronomical numbers. Now, P.O. Joseph is an analytical darling. Yes, you can see that there are some deficiencies when you look at the eye test. He's not physical enough in certain areas. Sometimes he does look like he's a little jumpy with the puck. But he is, for one thing, an analytical darling. And the numbers for Ludwig jumped drastically whenever he started playing with Joseph once he returned from injury than what they were in the 10 games he had played with Ryan Shea up to that point. In the 10 games with Shea, there's less than Joseph, a 20% discrepancy in shot attempts. He's 51.3%. There is a over 27% difference in the actual shots on goal. He had 45% of the shots on goal at 5-on-5 with Shea, 72 with Joseph. They gave up three goals, did Shea and Ludwig on the ice in those 10 games played, so around the same as the goals allowed with Joseph and Ludwig. And then... The expected goals is where the biggest discrepancy lies. Expected goals for with Ryan Shea was at 37%. With B.O. Joseph, 77%. 40%. Now, I understand. One is three-game sample size. One is a 10-game sample size. But those numbers are so drastic that it seems as if Shea has moved himself to the back of the line when it comes to the four defensemen trying to get a third-pairing role, and Ludwig has moved himself to the front of the line. So as the Penguins continue to search for answers on the blue line, We'll see how the top four shakes out. That's interesting. John Ludwig seems like he's going to continue to get his opportunities, and I think he's he's deserved of them as well. So I'm intrigued to see how this plays out, but one thing that I do know for sure, John Ludwig brings something that nobody else does to this Penguins lineup, and it's something that I'd like to see going forward, even if the rest of the defense continues to get shuffled. But that's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.